Hello, everybody. My name is Corey Rosen, and you are listening to the now award-winning podcast, The Story. <laughs> and uh, this, I'm with Stephen Courtney, also an award-winning uh, musician for many awards. How about that? That's pretty cool. Well, congratulations, dude. Uh, best local podcast, music podcast. Yes, absolutely. And I, you've got your shiny little guy there. Shiny, shiny award here. Uh, <laughs> A huge shout out to this Central Pennsylvania Music Hall of Fame and all the work they do yes. uh, to make this scene what it is, uh, and every artist as well to make this scene what it is because uh, there is such a unique, uh, like like we said before we were talking the show this this place has got everything when yeah. it comes to the music industry. Clear Audio Brothers, we right. got the whole Rocklet. It's oh yeah, we have the whole gigging thing. We yeah. had the whole musical theater thing. Oh yeah, we got the whole whole nine yards. So diverse and. Uh... And just deep, uh, the vault of talent and stories. Absolutely. And, and again, that, back to you. I mean, it's this uh, the vision you have for the story is uh, really, it just resonates with people. And I, I do think that's really what makes you stand out is you have this kind of like core message you're trying to get across to people is each individual story and how it adds up to the collective. And you're a guy helping to spearhead that and help uh, people here in Central PA hear about it and beyond. So. <laughs> fake applause <laughs> and uh shout out to everyone else that won a cpma award some of my friends uh people on the show i know cody tyler won two of them yeah. uh, that that night's big winner for sure have you had bobby gentillo on yet I, i've been trying to kick his butt <laughs> and uh, nail him down to All his right. chair there it is bob bobby uh bobby get out here and do it yeah, we've been we've been I've been in a talks with many people of trying to get them on the show, like Hunter Root, or, right? right. Uh, every like literally a lot of people, Addie Grace and yeah. uh, Faith Noel and yeah, Alex Warner, one of the, the oh, yeah. guitarist guys. Oh, get Sarah Fiore. Uh, we've been in a talks with her too. Uh, you, Sky Quartet, great stuff. Casey Walton. He's yeah. You wouldn't believe all, all the people I've been in talks with that uh, just scheduling man yeah i know i know well that's i'm sure that's bobby's issue too that's like there's a lot going on in this world there's a lot always going on um and uh yeah so it, and another news with the story podcast we're starting up our uh songwriter studio is where i'm grabbing three or four musicians putting them here in this space and we're going to crank out a song within an hour uh and all all will be ready to go to a production house to get it produced, and we're just going to encourage collaboration, uh, genre met, mixing and matching. Sign me up, please. I will I will send you a form. You can find those forms over at CoryRosaProductions.com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. And if you were just hearing about this podcast, we also do single reviews and album reviews of local artists with other local artists, you know, helping uh, build the community, uh, encourage each other. Give critical, uh, constructive feedback for each other because uh, we we all need it in some yeah. way or what, yeah. another. And we just want to push each other to be the best musicians that we can be because Central PA has got a, has got a space and we're gonna own it. Yeah, yeah, true. It's clearly a scene. And so it's emerging even more than ever. Absolutely, yeah. And moving on from that, this is Stephen Courtney. If you want to figure out who he is, we have a whole other podcast episode. You can go back and find that. Uh, he's an incredible guy, a children's musician artist. Uh, many award women got five songs on Sesame Street. Uh, we <laughs> all that, yeah, it's all cool. that. Uh, we ended off our last episode talking about a, a deal that fell through, yeah. a TV deal that fell through, 
and and the 2000s let's let's continue off of that yeah. and then yeah where does the story continue from there yeah late 90s early 2000s the uh united paramount network uh tv deal that uh looked like it was going to be a good thing but it ended up just not being the right thing mm. and uh so that was frustrating you know you have these things in life that you you feel like okay this is a new door opening and then it, when it doesn't you have to try to figure out why i usually just wait for it it'll be evident mm-hmm. and that's really what happened uh, eventually as the 2000s rolled around uh started to reinvent the band again a little bit and get the a group out playing instead of playing just solo shows um and scaled it down to a little trio and that little group was kind of identified as uh, big happy house is what we called it and we started playing uh shows and recording together and just uh last a few weeks that back vault of songs hit uh streaming for the World Wide web so uh, big happy house album uh 2001 i think it was and then 2002 the imaginary motor plane cd mm. and that's now again for for streaming that's the first time that's happened so that's cool and that that band um sort of morphed into what became the Stephen Courtney channel, which was a TV show on our local WGAL or NBC affiliate here. With, uh, part of the, uh, what network are they? Was it LCTV 66? No, no. WGAL oh, channel, channel eight, the, uh, NBC, um, Hearst Argyle is the global I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. thingy. And, and that was the strangest thing too. Uh, I had a contract through uh, the effort of school district and an organization called Character Counts. They were really wanted to instill the respect, responsibility, accountability, self-control. Mm. You know the, the character uh, traits that were uh, that are just vital for community and, and for kids, and for really for kids and well, all of us at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> and so uh, they they approached me and asked if I had any ideas of how to. Uh, sort of expand those concepts and make turn them into other experiences for um, the school district. So we did a little cassette um, series called Character and Ed. And my son Taylor uh, did the voice of Ed Lewis. <laughs> and they're so great to go back and listen to now. And uh, it was just sort of like a like pre-podcast kind of a concept where it was a, sort of like a story, but it had the sound effects in the background. And but it was all audio. Like an audio drama. There you go. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> you're the guy who's been up all night, not me. Yeah. I can't. Thanks for filling me in. You're on. You're still sharp. I appreciate that. Yeah, audio drama. And uh, and then at the same time, I I pitched him another idea to um, do a little a video concept that would have songs. Uh, some of them were performing, and some of them were more uh, just kind of like concept video, and. Um, Put that together in the process of putting that together, Corey, um, my bandmate Bennett Rabiga, who was in Big Happy House, and as a fellow uh, songwriter who we've written together, and he's an incredible songwriter in his own right. And uh, he comes over and he sees the content. He's like, "Oh, what are you working on?" I show him, and I go, and he goes, "Dude, that's your TV show. You should do right there. That's that's the concept." Because it was like two minutes of this, and then you know, a little t- channel blur, blur, blur. Right like the channel changes and then all of a sudden, oh, now we're, it's a concert song. And then, oh, here's Detective Joe character, Taylor talking about responsibility or whatever. And I was like, yeah, this could work. (laughs) So I edited together a little pilot and um, 
I had negotiated with GAL a couple times and almost had a deal to do an in-studio, sort of like a Saturday Night Live kind of a concept, but early Saturday morning. It was what the UPN thing was going to also kind of be. Same right. kind of concept. But then I walked in and I said, I could produce these episodes and just drop them in your lap and they could be your local TV show. Because at the time, they also had a requirement by the um, mm. federal broadcasting FCC or whatever it is to to have a local program of some sort in their rotation that's cool so it helped it was a win-win they needed content and then i had complete creative control and again not that i'm a freak about that kind of thing as you know i always sort of say like i'm happy being an indie i just like the idea that i don't have to deal with all the legalese of it's nice who, to it's nice to own your thing. And who owns what and all that? Yeah. I mean, someday I'm at the age now where it's like, okay, I'm ready to talk to somebody about, you know, if if we want to license some of this content or whatever. But if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So I go in and uh, show them the show. They're like, oh, oh yeah, this this could work. This they're laughing at stuff, you know, and they're bopping to the music, and this is it's very entertaining. It's unique, and so. <laughs> I leave that meeting, at, which is, I think this is maybe April 2000, 2001, right in there. And uh, they're like, okay, we'll see, we'll see what we can do. We'll run it up the line. <clears throat> so I wait and wait. Six weeks goes by. I'm at the beach on vacation with my family, and they track me down there. <laughs> and I didn't know, I don't think they got a cell phone in. And they, they give me a call. Actually, it was, uh, I had a, a gal working for me as my booker at the time. She calls and she's like, you need to call them. They, they have something about the TV show they want to talk about. I get online. They're like, yep, it's going to be on Saturdays at noon. Uh, it starts in like a month, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a, ah. So just kind of like rapid fire production schedule. We just tear into it and uh, ended up producing 13. 25 minute episodes, so half an hour episode. And um, they aired that in rotation for two years in that noon slot. Uh, tried to get some sponsorship and it just couldn't quite land the right deal. Um, and that's kind of what sort of ended it at the end of the day. It was just like, well, it's just, again, it's just not the right thing at the right time. But the two years that we were on, uh, it's really just a warm, heartfelt fan base. Uh, they were surprised they actually got Nielsen ratings on the show, which oh, for wow. a local show is, you know, they're kind of like, yeah. that's really interesting. You're getting a 6% market draw or whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I had no idea at the time what that meant and that I probably should have leveraged that into some kind of negotiation, but uh, had so much fun doing it. The downside was it was, you know, all self-funded. So mm. I don't, without the sponsor, it's like, that's my responsibility to make sure my helpers and everybody in the live crew when we go out and shoot a live video with an actual production company, you know, there's cost there. And so we did as much of it as we could just uh, indie and, and freelance one camera, a lot of it. And then just multiple, you know, edits kind of film style. And uh, they're, they're available. You can see most of the episodes on uh, YouTube. Uh, just search the Stephen Courtney channel. And uh, that gave you several accolades as well, award-winning shows. Yeah, yeah. So uh, those two big Happy House albums uh, started to get some acknowledgement uh, through an organization that's, uh, I, I think now it's defunct, but at the time was called the Children's Music Web. Mm. And what was cool about the Children's Music Web was it was a, uh, a web of 
like a, a syndicate of elementary schools and teachers and parents who all kind of weighed in on the voting of content. And so you'd submit your song in a category. Uh, the one song in particular, If the World Was Filled with Love, that's a song Bennett and I co-wrote, uh, one, uh, you know, best song for older elementary age children. So like, you know, really- That's really specialized. A, a niche, yeah. yeah. But but within, the, you know, their, the, within their niche, they had to have these categories. It's, right, all, right. it's children's music. So that, talking about a niche within a niche within a niche. Right. But it was just cool that, you know, that was voted on by elementary age children. Uh, as well as teachers and parents. So you had that kind of collective sense of like, okay, this is resonating everywhere with uh, with the, all this, this different uh, demographics. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, eventually the uh, TV show picks up the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters Award, which is voted on by a committee outside of the state. I think it's Virginia or West Virginia, they they swap content. They go, here's our content, you judge it. Here's mm. you send us theirs, we'll judge it. So it's, so they're kind of neutral. And uh, the feedback we got was they like, we've never seen a, a local kids TV show or anything like this, you know. And um, that was fun to just get that validation of like, okay, there it works, you know. Right. <clears throat> so that uh, that kind of wrapped up, came to an end. Uh, the big happy house. Uh, season of the band playing as a trio started to shift a little bit. I played um, in a combination of a four piece for a while, I added Marty, Marty Shaughnessy and Steve Bridgman from a local band called the Rain Children who are super, super popular, great group. And uh, eventually uh, that morphed into a little string band, kind of a lineup, almost like a bluegrass band kind of a thing. That was for a Mama's Homemade Soup album and uh, another little record called 25 Cent Songs. We also did a more of a rock band record called uh, Monkey Business as Usual, <laughs> which is eclectic. It's got the folky stuff that I normally gravitate towards, but it's got a couple rockers on it that are just, the other day one came on that was streaming in the background is uh, at our after school care program we run at our house. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> This is just really rocks, you know, like, wow, that still holds up, you know, 20 years later. And um, eventually uh, concerts and the economy gets weird in the 2000s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. I start to see a real shift in the volume. And, and the other thing, Corey, that changed uh, substantially was the No Child Left Behind initiative changed, changed things as far as the testing year. The school testing and, you know, I'm not an educator in the sense that I'm in that to be able to kind of quantify exactly what all that's about. I just know that it changed the way that the school year was looked at for educators and what they had to do, try to accomplish and when they could fit in fun, encouraging sort of extracurricular things like the school assemblies I do. So and family fun nights, I started to see those diminish as more and more uh, sports programs for uh, preschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> Enroll your preschooler in soccer today, you know, get them started early. And, and so there's that kind of competition, that little bit of a rub uh, uh, kind of coming into the world of uh, just people's schedules and busyness and all that. So it was it was hard. This is one thing I'd say to anybody listening that's a musician who's trying to find your way in this world is, you know, there are things that you're not doing that are affecting what you're doing. Um, absolutely you know and it took me a while to sort of figure out like okay this isn't something that i did wrong or that i wasn't doing right it's just this 
the opportunity is shifting and changing. So to sort of grasp and hold on to the idea that, you know, everything, everything changes. Just accept that. Yeah. And move on. Yeah. And yeah. you got to move with the change because yeah. if you don't, you're going to be left behind. There you go. That's exactly it. And I, uh, so I just kind of waited it out and eventually sort of reinvented kind of what the concert year looks like. And then I started to see there's more opportunities to do some summer things that I hadn't seen before. And even started to offer the artist in residence as another alternative to have a longer stay at a school at one particular school and have a high impact that way. Um, and I love those programs. They're so much fun to do. I'll be doing one at Mountville elementary school in the fall of this coming mm. school year. And just already excited to see what we create together and, and where that goes. So the two thousands roll along. Uh, eventually I had, I kind of think sequentially as albums are released, uh, monkey business, uh, deep sea divers in there. All these are available for streaming. I've got the entire catalog from uh, early 90s stuff. Not all of that, but most of that's on a collection called Early Favorites. And that rolls all the way up to the uh, most recent release of uh, Little Sparrow and I Am a Robot. So I think there's 240 songs there to stream. That's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of songs. I know, it is a lot. And then... Uh, Let's see, the, the band, uh, the suitcase, right, right around 2000, end of the 2000s, 2011, um, I formulated for the first time what was called the Suitcase Musicians. That was how I really wanted to brand so people would know this is a kids and family band mm. show. So if, if, see, if people see Stephen Courtney Band of Friends or come and see, you know, Stephen Courtney at a local venue that's not kids and family, you know, it's more of a pub kind of right, thing. Yeah. They know the difference. Like, oh, the suitcase musician, that's when he does the kids and family shows. We're doing a show at the end of April at Zotropolis here. As I was saying. Yeah, in, in Lancaster. So uh, we'll start uh, pro promoting that really soon. Great venue for a Saturday morning. Get out and go on the couches. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. It, it's, a great, it's a great venue if you've never been there. It's, a, it's an old cinema uh, place that, that they ripped out a lot of the cinema seating and putting couches in space. It, it's a great, it's also a movie theater still. Yeah, right. Um, oh, yeah. So it, it's a it's an incredible spot. I've uh, had some of the, some of the production team on, on there come on the show. Right. It's a great spot. It really is. Recommend. We love playing shows there because it's, it is so unique and it's, you know, it's downtown Lancaster. It's easy to access. Mm -hmm. uh, there's parking garages close by. So, you know, Give yourself 10 minutes extra in your schedule to make sure you get parked and, you know, walk a little bit to get to into the theater. But so, so worth it. So that's coming food. up. And yeah, yeah the restaurant. And you can eat inside the, yeah. the theater too. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it really is a great experience. So we, uh, into the 2000s, uh, into the early 2000s, Suitcase Musicians is formed. And right around that time, go ahead. I was going to say, what uh, what is the Suitcase Musicians? What does that mean? It's sort of the, just the idea that we're these uh, musicians that just kind of ramble around. We're willing to pack up our suitcase and go wherever wherever the opportunity is. Uh, I've had the suitcase musicians out to my hometown area in Minden, Michigan, and, and southwest corner of Michigan, Kalamazoo area to play shows. We've been down to Richmond to play shows at festivals down there with the Diggity Dudes and uh, <laughs> great guys. Uh, we've been fortunate to travel up to Boston together a couple of times and play shows up there. And so suitcase music is just kind of a, a visual idea that where these guys and gals that ramble around together and, and make music and just, just ready to go, you know? And is that like a, a collective, like people sign on to go wherever or is it like yeah. a set, set 
this. It's it's per, the actual lineup. Yeah, yeah, the lineup sort of fluctuates uh, depending on availability and who people are. It also sort of depends on what I'm doing at the time as far as mm -hmm. what vault of of tunes I'm kind of pulling from. So the current lineup is uh, Andy Lake. He plays keyboards and piano and sings. Uh, Fred McNaughton mm -hmm. is in it. And he plays trumpet and ukulele and is my sidekick happy guy. <laughs> he, he keeps the visual dance party going. That's uh, awesome. I know it. Judy Lehman, she's a multi-instrumentalist um, and they all sing. Judy plays trombone and ukulele and banjo and glockenspiel and oh, so i'm always nice. like keep an eye on this one because he's going to bring a lot of a lot of color to the show you know and her husband trav has played drums for us in the past and he's a great musician uh then uh alden hoke um he plays uh fiddle for me and keyboards and sings uh and alden's been in and out of a couple of the the folk rock band lineups too in the past the regular rock and roll band uh, that's not doing the kids and family thing uh and so yeah and then, and then there's just this pool of back players and it's interesting you asked that because of just who the players are um i'm just in the process now of finishing compiling 30 years of live recordings mm. that i've just collected and uh recorded over the years and it's a big mix of stuff it's it's all over the map as far as uh some of the i think the earliest recordings are 95 and the band then was like a seven-piece band and oh, wow. oh it's, it's just all out you know and then some of the shows are just a little three-piece band with acoustic guitar mandolin and my drummer playing a bucket you know and you gotta stop yawning mr Cushing. i know i know listen it's been it's been it's been a long night i'm trying my best <laughs> you young guys gotta get with the industry standard you gotta right, party all day you party all night <laughs> and no yawning no tired go 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 no, you deserve it. I, I did see, I didn't get to see them all, but I saw all your, your episodes last that you posted of all the little short, the interviews, short interviews you did last night. I was like, oh man, this guy's going for it. I was, yeah. That, and, and you weren't even an award winner then. So I no, mean, you're just, I you're just being you. Doing yeah. It. Just running around. Dude, my feet are still so sore. <laughs> anyway, back to his <laughs> position. <laughs> so right around uh, April, March or April of 20, 2011, uh we celebrated my 5000th concert mm. and mm. uh they suitcase musicians played we played this wonderful place the Oregon Dairy Warehouse Theater so it's the Oregon Dairy uh grocery store mm -hmm. and in the back they clear out their warehouse and they set up this little stage area where you can do shows i've had some of my favorite shows we've ever i've ever played in my life in the back mm. the warehouse <laughs> 400 people 500 people packed in back there at times that's incredible. I used to do three shows, sometimes four on a weekend. I did one or two on a Friday night and a couple on Saturday, you know? And again, just remarkable that they had the heart for that. And um, we haven't been doing them uh, recently. So I, I'm not sure if they've discontinued the series or not, mm -hmm. but did that for a decade or two. And um, so we did the concert there. And there's a few recordings that are making this live collection. The live collection of... Uh, 30 years of music is uh, going to be called strumming sunshine. And that's sort of, to me, it's kind of like, that's a good representation of the goal with the music. Just go out there and strum a little sunshine into the world, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's got a big mix of stuff though. So the band all through kind of through all the changes um, is represented, is represented very well in this collection of songs. I think it's 40, 
45 songs and there's a big big vault there <laughs> right. live tracks gonna hit so rolling along uh 2000s uh just kind of steady and uh more albums just kind of here and there slipping out rolling home uh was given a nod by uh, the a new york times writer putting the talk about a niche within a niche uh, talk, uh kids and family records americana Kids and Family Records. Yeah. Americana. Yeah, yeah. We were listed in the top 10, recommended, you know. And then right around this time, um, Million Smiles to Go is released, which is a, I re-recorded some of my early Vault stuff and then a lot of new stuff. And a Million Smiles to Go wins Parent Choice Award. Uh, mm. And uh, then the follow-up to that was Sun Hill Market, which is a double album, 30 songs. Uh, that won Parent Choice Award. And then 2016, I believe it was, Sunflower Road, uh, Parents' Choice Award winner, Gold, which is their highest honor. Uh, and that's just cool, you know, to sort of see the momentum of that kind of right. happen and build. And, you know, I've put out a couple of albums since then. And uh, I, I, well, they haven't even been nominated. Parents' Choice uh, Award, I think, is since in a hiatus. I yeah, COVID, I was wondering about that. I think COVID kind of shut them down. Um, but I, again, I don't know all the details of how these things come and go. But um, there's been a few other uh, educator awards, uh, those kinds of things that have come along to along the way. And all that to say about the award winning thing is it's great to be acknowledged. It doesn't change what I do or what I want to. Do. You know, last night, uh, the award ceremony is happening. And while it's happening, I'm playing a show for 100 people, you know, out in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania somewhere. <laughs> and we had a blast. And I walked away and it's, you know, it's my provision. It's my livelihood. And um, it was a joy. I would have loved to have been at the ceremony, you know, to be part of that and uh, to be, to be acknowledged in the children's music, uh, children's artist category is, it's, I still love it. I just still love the work. I love the opportunity. And uh, I think we've got a track from the, we do the uh, 30 year concert celebration. This is, let's talk about streaming real, real quick. Yeah, let's talk about I that. found out I have a song called Mama's Homemade Soup and it is my most streamed song. Now, I'm shocked by this because I don't really perform it that much anymore. And it was on a record, Mama's Homemade Soup record was very Americana, kind of rootsy. It was, had a couple of songs that leaned more gospel. It was almost a little bit more like an old brother where art thou kind of a mm. vibe, you know, um, a little bit country. There's a couple songs on there that aren't, aren't even really kids songs. They're more like for mom and dad. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one in particular called 18 years, which is just about, you know, uh, a relationship, a, a husband and wife, 18 years, you know, and uh, this song, Mama's Homemade Soup. Um, it gets used on videos, Instagram, and really? you know, so somebody's posting their the soup they just made, and it's like, I need a song for this. It's Mama Soup or Soup songs. Boop! I must come up in the feed because yeah, I think it was uh, sixteen thousand people have used it. That's not that many. Sixteen hundred people have used oh, it, but no, it's no. but it's been streamed by and those at different volumes. So, you know, I've got almost. 800,000 streams of that song. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what? Mama's Homemade Soup, what's that? But this next song, Working All Day, is uh, one of the top stream songs. And it's from the Little Sparrow record. 
and the little sparrow album is is designed more for mindfulness and just calm and promoting um just this chill music sort of in the background that paints the picture and tells the stories and um oh Corey, i take that back it's not from little sparrow it's from i am a robot <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is both albums came out almost simultaneously so this is from uh, i am a robot and this is the live version from the 30 year concert celebration and this is uh working all day working all day suitcase musicians get up gotta go gotta get working get up gotta get working all day get up gotta go gotta get working get up gotta get working all day clara and june digging in the dirt clara and june planting the seeds goldie and pearl shucking the corn goldie and pearl snapping the beans get up gotta go gotta get working get up gotta get working all day get up gotta go gotta get working get up gotta get working all day sunny and gray digging in the dirt sunny and gray planting the seeds mama and papa shucking the corn mama and papa snapping the beans come on get up gotta go gotta get working get up gotta get working all day get up gotta go gotta get working get up gotta get working all day mimi and nork gotta feed the chickens mimi and nork stocking the stove work 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 working and working work 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 working all day come on and get up That was working all day by Stephen Courtney and the Suitcase Musician. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun song. Now, and that's another one. I, I just guess I would have never have thought like, uh, would stream that well. But here we are. There we are. <laughs> I know the kids' cookie break plays it uh, on their Saturday morning show, and uh, th that's the weird thing with the song. You put it at this day and age. I think the last time I was on, I told you forty thousand new songs hit the internet a day. Mm -hmm. uh, Somebody corrected me on that and was like, it's actually 100,000 new songs oh, wow. a day. So I, I'm not going to go, go quote that other than to say that I don't know. There's a lot of new songs <laughs> and that, you know, anybody's finding it and streaming it is uh, it's wonderful. And again, I do it because I love it and it serves the purpose when I go out to play live um, to just bring the song uh, the identity that, you know, I'm a performing songwriter. And for some children, that's kind of the first time they start to link together that, oh, somebody has to sit down and, you know, and do that and write it and make it and invent it. And you just started from nothing. What, you know, I had children ask me, where do you get your songs from? You know, and I'm like, well, it, usually from a basic idea. And that's why I'm interested in your, your songwriter collaboration thing, because there's yeah. all kinds of philosophies at how you go about writing a song. And to sit with somebody and kind of have that pressure cooker run, like, we're going to do this in an hour, you know? Yeah, we got to have one finished. It doesn't matter how good it is, we're just doing it. <laughs> You're going to end up writing all children's songs. That's <laughs> <laughs> that could be great. The, the uh, Stories Children's Album, collective of artists from around the world. 
uh, that's kind of the idea is to create um like i i there's an accordion player like uh, john milosic uh, milo uh and i want to bring him in with like a country singer like maybe like cody tyler or Sarah right schmidt huber yeah and uh, maybe we'll get uh, a, a metal or maybe even one of the kilmaine saints in here right yeah and and bring them together see what what happens because something's gonna happen it's gonna be great and the saints are a great band yeah uh shout out to tommy lanza uh drummer yeah, yeah. even though he's retiring yeah i don't know if you knew that tommy i lanza. i had some wind i had uh, gotten together with him and bob esmond shade to kind of do some noodling around a couple months back uh as a just a three-piece having some fun and That's uh cool. He, he was kind of like talking about some things on the radar. I, now, I don't know if he's full-blown retiring or if he's just pulling out of the he's Saints. pulling out of the Saints, yeah. uh, from what I know. Yeah, right. Um, and the last time that he'll be performing is at their album release party at uh, Love Drafts. Oh, okay. Soon. So oh, okay. Be sure to check that yeah, out. Yeah, awesome. Uh, back to you then. Oh, hey. Still <laughs> we still got like 10 more years to go. <laughs> I'll sit here and talk all day about whoever, but yeah, happy to do it. We uh, presently... You know, um, I'm not creating a lot of video content right now. I'm sort of like trying to figure out if there's something there I should do again, uh, something in that format. Um, but I, I, I don't have a real strong drive for that. Mm. I'm working on a, a couple, uh, a, a new album. It's kind of always in the work in the kids and family market. You know, having written as many songs as I have in that lane, you know, it, you get to a place where you're like, okay, what's what's a new idea? What's a new theme? Um, and if I, I look going back and and like looking at the songs uh, again, the most played streamed songs. I'm finding that right now, there's the songs that are really resonating are more the the more folk kind of indie folk sounding songs, uh, and they're the songs with just those encouraging messages of family and friendship and kindness just sort of like the nuts and bolts stuff of life mm-hmm. and um so i don't know if there's some like a little concept album in that community building a community what's a community look like uh it's been done by other artists but you know i i've never really sat down and tried to just go for that myself concept album wise um or is it just another collection of songs and just kind of keep doing what you're doing and hey there's some new songs to check out you know it's uh it's just an interesting time. Uh, I, I don't really feel like I'm transitioning or really needing to reinvent. I'm I, right now. I guess I'm more in a celebration mode. I just feel mm-hmm. like really being just celebrating uh, how fortunate I've been to sustain a livelihood uh, over the past 32 years. And at, at the moment, it looks like I'll be gainfully employed for another six months. So I'll take that. <laughs> you know, that's about as far as I can ever really see. Like right, you know, right. what's coming. Um, and uh, my wife Joyce and I are running a after-school care program out of our home now, which is kind of new. That happened uh, right after COVID and school started coming back. There was a need in our community uh, for after-school care, and uh, we just love it. You know, it's uh, ramble around. I spent more time in my backyard in the last two years than I have my whole life. You know, and uh, we have uh, kindergarten through fourth graders with us, which is kind of my niche for writing and. We're just uh, enjoying life and doing it. Doing it. Yeah. 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 Satisfied. <clears throat> so now I get to ask all the questions I've been wanting all to right, ask. All right, buddy. I'll try not to go off on a rabbit trail. I'll try to stay succinct. 
All right. If you, uh, if anybody here has questions uh, for Stephen Courtney that you would like to ask, be sure to ask him now so we can get to them uh, later on. This is this was the question of the night last night for all my short interviews. What's one of your favorite songs you've ever written and why? And I know this is this is weird for you because you've got like uh, like maybe thousands of songs. Last night in my concert, I was playing it, and it got to a break in the show where I was like, with this smaller group, sometimes I like to stop and go. It's time for questions and answers with Stephen Courtney. <laughs> and one of the first questions was, what's your favorite song you've ever written? And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, man. Uh, that is really hard. There are songs that uh, work best in concert. Mm. You know, they're mm. really those. So those are favorites in that sense. But then there's also songs that uh, somebody will listen to and be like, oh, there's a song of mine called Happy Anniversary. Uh, that's from that Rolling Home album, that Americana is a family record. <laughs> New York Times recommended. Uh, and I really love that song. I love the energy of the song. I love the the sort of just the wit and or the whimsical kind of lyric it has. Uh, so that's called Happy Anniversary. Um, so I'm going to pick one. I'm going to go all-time favorite. <laughs> I guess Stephen the Pirate is the all-time favorite because it seems to resonate live as the all-time favorite across children's moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas. They, they, they love the story song of that, the adventure of that. So Stephen the Pirate. Stephen the Pirate. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> <laughs> next so, question. Next question. So uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, beforehand. I, I talked about this with Fred, but how do you craft songs? What is what is your main method of crafting yeah. these songs? Uh I think I sort of mentioned it a little bit in our part one of yeah. our episode about uh, eventually as a songwriter, I got to the place where I found out that, for, at least for me, focusing on being a lyricist first mm. was super helpful because I was when I was trying to write lyrics and write a song at the same time, I was I was using two very different brains, two yeah. different toolboxes completely, mm -hmm. you know. So once I found out that it was like, no, sit down, focus on, find the meter of the song, find the rhyming scheme, create a rhyming scheme, whatever it is, create a set of words that's sort of like your ingredients that you're going to go back to and go, have I implemented this idea or this phrase or whatever? And then kind of pull from that. And just like you pull together a recipe when you're making something, you know, you start with a little bit of this and oh, here's that phrase and oh, that begets this and and just kind of let it naturally flow. Don't force it. When you, and when I'm stuck, do I have another idea? I have something else I want to write. And just go for that for a while. So now it's great with the phone. I'll just speak an idea or two in, you know, song about radios and how things have changed, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then later, two weeks later, I'll look through and I'm like, da, da, da. oh, yeah, what is that, you know? Um, and then it's slowly just kind of build it up until... It's like, yeah, okay, there it is. I have a lyric. And usually, sometimes those are set for weeks, months, years. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fred and I, when we write songs, we email back and forth. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. Yeah. yeah, and we just go back and forth until it, and usually usually I'm the one who calls it and goes, done, that's, that's enough of that idea. Not that we couldn't add something else to it, but like, okay, that's, that's enough there to write a song uh, lyrically. And then the the music process for me is is refreshing when I'm not thinking about lyric and I can just read something and go, yada da da da, yada da 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 da, yada da da da, 
Yada da 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 da. Okay. Yada da da da. Yada da 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 You know, whatever. <clears throat> and then uh, just kind of sit with it until phrase by phrase until you go, oh, that feels good. And then sometimes a little voice memo, you know, right, playing yeah. the piano or the guitar just to hear it. So for me, like I don't rush songs anymore. I used to kind of just gotta get these things done, you know. Well, there's no record label here with it, you know. Right. You gotta get songs done today or else. Uh, but I just felt like I had to get them done, you know. But I'm more comfortable with letting things simmer now. So my process now is lyric first. Every now and then I have a music idea, and then I've got to go back into the vault and go, do I have a lyric that'll work with this? That's a little bit more rare. But uh, that's usually my process now. And then flush it out with recording. And sometimes I don't, I might not release that song for forever until I'm, I'm really like, it, that goes with this collection of songs on this album sort of a thing. So <clears throat> you've been all over the world uh, in terms of, of performing, right? Well, I've been as far away as India. Uh, and in America, I've been to the East and West Coast. Um, I wouldn't say world. I would just say I've traveled enough to know that I like being home. <laughs> 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 I like being in about a three-hour radius of Central PA. But anyway, back to let's just assume I've traveled the world. Yeah, what's uh, the question? The question I was going to ask is how do you see your music resonate with different cultures? Well, I can look at that uh, in a couple of ways. When I did travel, I uh, had the opportunity to go to uh, India for a residency there. Um, I performed, in, and again, I'm singing in English. They're mm -hmm. Nepali, but they had enough English understanding. And I had an interpreter who would kind of explain what the song is about. And they were able to catch enough of it that they were chuckling at the right things, you know, or leaning in and shaking their heads like, yes, you know, that that's the answer, you know. Those kinds of things. I can speak more universally to what I've seen from, uh, you know, Boston to Washington, Seattle kind of a thing. And the songs have the same effect. It, it works. You know, these things, they resonate with children. They resonate with educators. They resonate with parents. And that's all the validation I need right there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's great. And even culturally into different, you know, areas and, uh, different demographics of, of people groups, um, the energy of it, the joy it brings. I've been really focusing on when I'm with smaller groups now talking about how the, the music and the joy of it can bring, give you energy and you feel that energy. And even to have children at the end of somebody like, Oh, I still feel the energy. Uh, Corey, for me, that kind of thing is just like, <laughs> yeah, buddy. yeah, no, I feel it too. Music is incredible. Right. I, I don't know if you saw my episode with uh, Kate Damiano, Katie Damiano. Right, yes. And the music therapist and how music awesome. lights up the entire brain and it just yeah. gets you going and no, no other thing that does. Yeah, yeah. She's really got a heart for people and music and the power of it. Like, she gets it. Yeah, right. Ditto. So uh, what's next for you and uh, Stephen Courtney? What do you think? You and the Stephen Courtney? What's this for, for Steve and Courtney? For Steve and Courtney, yeah. <laughs> We were talking about how through the years I've had children come up at the end of a show and be like, where's Courtney? You know, is she coming out? They think it's Steve and Courtney. You know, they hear that all, all year long. Stephen Courtney's coming. Stephen Courtney. 
do it, Courtney. Uh, just going to keep on keeping on. I'm getting the live uh, collection of uh, songs going to hit streaming soon. Working on a new. Uh, this next album is going to kind of be a mix of where I was probably between somewhere between the Little Sparrow record and and probably the Sunflower Road, the Parents' Choice Gold winner, which is very handmade, very homemade kind of music, not not electronic in any way. I mean, not that I don't use keyboards or those kinds of things right. to make the sounds, but just more hands-on, on a just real old school in that sense, uh, music. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. Who knows, Corey? You know, you turn around the corner and Netflix might be gone. Right. I, yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, honestly. Really? You know? I mean, it's possible. Yeah, it anymore, I just am not surprised by anything. And again, I'd have to sit, evaluate, like, you know, it's, what could I bring to that if that's if that's the case? I would like before um, before too long. I would like to do one capture run one really good concert event uh, with the band live uh, and film it, and just mm -hmm. to have because I've got footage from you know back in the eighties, you know <laughs> handheld video stuff, and even some video content. I had a little band with Bennett and my wife Joyce called the Agents, and we shot some some actual concept videos right in the mtv era and it looks like that it's just hilarious so i've got that kind of video vault of stuff through the years and different formations of the band but to kind of come at it from you know here it is decades later you know here's a good representation of this vault of music i would like to do that sounds like you need to go to mickey's black box yeah and we need to do a crowdfunding <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely is right so there it is how about you Corey? you're just going to keep on keeping on uh well like i said i i'm we're starting uh great things over here at the story podcast of the songwriter studio i'm uh, working on a deal to try to get on to the local channel as well i'm yeah. i'm weaving my way through uh all the music venues i'm I'm going to be getting like Telus on, uh, Danglewood, yeah. uh, people from there. Um, I'm working. I'm going. I'm expanding my influence. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> you can say that now. I can say that now. Uh, I, I'm reaching into the Philly space. I'm oh. reaching into the New York space. I'm oh, even wow. reaching as far as Nashville uh, with all the people that I'm meeting. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but I'll say what, what's out there, uh, the things that have been recommended to me and that are possible. Right. Uh, Hailstorm. Yes. And um, uh, some people from Nashville, uh, Olivia Farrellbaugh. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, ugly, Dallas Ugly. That's what they're called. Uh, some uh, some great people in, in New York City that are are willing to. Some people from even in California have reached out to me wow. saying that they want to be on the show wow. and they're willing to come over here to yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's 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 incredible the amount of support that I'm getting, and I, I'm hopefully by the end of this year I'm going to be doing a road trip around the entire southern U.S. I'm going to New Orleans, uh, Dallas, Houston, uh, not in that order because you know yeah. you go Houston, Dallas, right. <laughs> Are you going to hit Austin? Uh, I probably, yeah. Oof. And uh, then we're we're going all the way up to somewhere in Can, somewhere in Oklahoma, uh, because why not? It's there. Um, that's been the whole theme of this road trip. It's it's there. Why not? Right. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah. It's only two hours. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go to Nashville again, hit Atlanta, and then come back. So I'm hopefully going to get some interviews along there, and that'll be really fun. Dude, that's incredible. <laughs> the story with Corey Rosen. It's story on the go. That's what it is. You need a sample of me saying that? It's the story with Corey Rosen. This is, hi, go. my name is Stephen Courtney, and you're listening to the oh. story with Corey Rosen. Hi, I'm Stephen Courtney. Here we go. Hi, I'm Stephen Courtney, and you're listening to the story with Corey Rosen. There we go. That's a soundbite right there. Let me mark that in my time. Hi. 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 Earlier, my voice was super scratchy before we started, and I was doing Elmer Fudd. Story with Corey Rosen. We were having fun with that. And that, he's so tired. He's just laughing at anything I do, which makes me just be even more goofy. So, oh, this is the, I, well. I'm a laugher anyway, so yeah. it's 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 all it's all part of the fun. Keep laughing. Uh, well, yeah, that's all you can really do nowadays. Anyways, is just to laugh at things. <laughs> 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 there it is folks keep laughing laugh at everything laugh at everything that's, what, that's, that's what, your story uh slogan laugh at everything laugh at everything that's what keeps ah. everything serious um so what are some of the things that you wish you had known when you first started as opposed to now i wish i would have known that um uh, being an indie artist was a thing mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that that was okay that 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 could be enough i would have stressed maybe a little bit less about trying to figure out how do i do you know the next thing it's the hardest thing is you you know you always look at what other people are doing and you and you try to figure out how do i get to there or how do i do that or i'll have young artists come into my studio and be like you know how do we get to you know <laughs> how do we get to the world's largest festival uh right. your next weekend you know it's like well are you playing any gigs in the basement of your community center now no we don't want to do that you know we, we just want to go straight to Lollapalooza or yeah. whatever it is and it's it's like uh well uh, you know how much how much money you guys have in the bank collectively you know, we got 184 dollars okay so yeah <laughs> Let's talk about traveling. You know, how are you going to, well, we want to find somebody to take, you know, we got to, it doesn't really work that way. You've got to just work hard and stay at it and, and take all the little victories along the way until something to that next opportunity comes. And, and I've had times, Corey, where I've, you know, had a show where I'm playing for 3,000 people on Thursday night and turn around the next morning, I'm playing for 78 people at some other, you know, a lot, little library or whatever. And they both are important. They are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? One person's important. Exactly. And it's like, it, and they're both wins. You know, they're yeah. both part of the stringing it together. So um, if it, had I known a little earlier in life that it, that it was like, okay, you're okay where you are. I might have enjoyed that those years a little bit more in that space. But for the most part, I mean, there's not a whole lot that I I would really change. I mean, I. It's just, that's been my story. You know, it's like, it's unique. I mean, I went back and actually listened to our part one interview and, and <laughs> I just, just kind of like, yeah, that, there it is. You know, the whole thing from, you know, joining a band and going to Canada and losing our visas and ending up <laughs> on an air force base and ho hosting an open mic and a dude walks in and he goes, go to ocean city, Maryland. And then you go down there and then you, you know, it's just like, Wow. Okay, that's that's a interesting story. It is, yeah. It's unique in that sense. I the 
nobody else I know that it's really that's what their story is. It, so yeah, I I guess the the thing to say that it's okay to work at it to, to be your own entity to be the booking agent to be the to be all the things. It's not easy. No, not easy. It's not easy. But if somebody else is going to do it, um, that's part of the financial pie then that you have to divvy up. And so the more you can kind of learn to be self-contained and be comfortable in that and just be like, it's okay. I have to promote what I do. Um, and I think I've mentioned to you before, once I found the kids and family niche for me, that was an easy sell because mm -hmm. I just believed in it like wholeheartedly. I felt like it was unique. I felt like it was different. I felt like I was, as a writer, I had really found a voice, can write the fun, wacky songs, can also write the songs about the things of the heart and the mind that, mm -hmm. that matter. Um, so that's, I guess, in a nutshell, I, that's the thing I would have wished I'd have known maybe just a little sooner. Like, it's all right to just be, to be the indie guy and not stress about yeah. this other level of it and uh, same for me it's uh, like you mentioned the people that want to go big or go home right it doesn't that's not what the music industry is about oh no uh it, and if it is it's like the upper echelons they were already they were born to right. be uh, right superstars from yeah the get -go. yeah there was no changing that right uh for anybody else it's a building process right and, well this little guy right here is, is a good example yeah like well, how do you show it so you got the top of the pyramid. Hi, everybody. <laughs> this little peak right here. Not many people going to fit up there. No. And even if you go down like a half an inch and draw a little line and you slam all the people that are up there fighting for that, man, it's a war and it's a lot. And it's, it's, there's a lot on the line. It's a lot of pressure. You see all this down here? This is where I exist down here. There's this wide open space of opportunity and freedom. And, and that's where you want to be, really. I'm, for me, Corey, that's like, once I finally found that, and I was like, yeah, that's actually a win-win. That's how it's worked to sustain a livelihood all these years. Right. It's a little bit of the recording studio for this season and a lot of gigging. It's more the recording studio for this season and not as much gigging. Oh, it's this artist-in-residence opportunity here, and then the performing, and then the recording studio. You know? mm -hmm. It's just there's an ebb and flow to it, the, the eggs in one basket thing. So it's like you know, diversity is good. Yeah, I've heard the thing. You know, a jack of all trade is anybody can be that. And it's like I'm like not really. I I, if you're really good at a lot of different things, well, that could be your superpower. Yeah, and um, don't feel like you've got to just have it all. This one element, one aspect of what you do. So, so last question, and and uh, we'll round it out tonight. Uh, what is tonight? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. It, um, it does feel like a nighttime interview. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's tonight somewhere, right? It's tonight somewhere. It's yeah. always nighttime somewhere in the world. In, in Hawaii right now, they're watching this. It's still tonight. All right. <laughs> uh, so, what? Where you're performing as Otropolis? What else do you got coming up? Man, that's a great question. Uh, there is some end of the school year um, concerts coming up, which are just kind of one-offs here and there, and. Hey, anybody listening, if you have children in elementary school age, just send them towards stephencourtney.com. Not your children, but your... Uh, but yourselves. <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> send yourself there or your administrators or your PTO people or whoever it is that uh, helps to host and sponsor school assemblies. Uh, so that's kind of coming up. The summer season is uh, a mixed bag of events. 
there's no particular thing I'm seeing uh, that's, that's like, oh, yeah, I got to really push that hard. Uh, that Zootropolis show, we're excited about that. We love playing there and uh, just the fun that that can bring for the whole family uh, on a Saturday morning. So stay in at StephenCourtney.com. That's where the information will be. If you want to find out more about this podcast, you can go over to CoreyRosenProductions.com. Uh, that's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. And uh, like I said, throughout this whole entire podcast, we're, we're doing new stuff. Uh, if you want your singles reviewed or albums reviewed, you can do that there. If you want to be a part of the singer song, the songwriter studio that we're creating, uh, you can also sign up there. And we're signing up now. <laughs> I'll send you a form right after this. Uh, or you can DM me because uh, the website's finicky. If you can't find it, just message me. I'll, I'll send you a form. It, it's, uh, we're, we're professionals here, but yes, we're not. <laughs> we're, all, we're all cordial. Um, with all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of day. We got a, a, a really packed week next, 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 uh, next, uh, whatever week it is. Um, this Saturday, Sunday, this Sunday, we're having Conrad Fisher, uh, an incredible folk artist, uh, Christian artist. He, he's, he's worked with some incredible people within the folk industry, and he's got one heck of a story I'm really excited to talk about. And then uh, this coming Monday, we have Kid Rose, a, a rapper from the area that I, I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, talk to about uh, the urban scene here. Oh, cool. So with all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will see you guys later. Bye.